plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Katie. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Katie recorded live at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County Dublin. If you are in the Port Marnock area, why not swing by and pop into the White Sands Hotel? The Oasis Bar and Restaurant directly below us here uh, in the hotel is an amazing bar. It always has a great atmosphere. The food is amazing. I I can't recommend the food enough. It's a great menu. Uh, So pop by Pop into the White Sands Hotel, into the Oasis Bar, or if you're from outside Dublin and you're looking for somewhere to stay in the capital, the White Sands Hotel in North County, Dublin, perfect, perfect spot for you to uh, use as a base for a, a long weekend or a holiday in Dublin. Now, uh, before I let you know what we want to talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter, if you would like to advertise your company, product or service on the Opinions Matter podcast, why not get in touch with us? Every month we have over a quarter of a million listens to our podcast, not to mention the two million plus who engage with us on our Facebook page every week. Advertising on Opinions Matter is ideal for, for smaller companies who may not be able to afford to advertise on traditional Traditional media like radio or uh, the newspapers or television, God forbid. We can do it for you for much less cost and uh, we can obviously tailor make a package for you. If you're interested, please contact Sean in SMK Marketing by email opinionsmattershow at smkmarketing.ie. That's opinionsmattershow at smkmarketing.ie. Or you can WhatsApp us directly on 085-825-2626 and just say, I'd like to advertise with Opinions Matter. And we'll get back to you with all the details. 085-825-2626. So what do we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast? Well, this is a message that arrived into our uh, inbox this morning. And... I have access to our allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com email address on my phone. And I was lying in bed this morning and beep beep, I got uh, an email. And let me give you a, basically a trigger warning. If you're somebody who was bullied as uh, a child or as an adult, this will undoubtedly uh, trigger you. This email is one of the most harrowing we've received into this podcast, Opinions Matter, since we started, actually. Now, we get emails every single day of the week, and you can email us. Our email address is, as I said, allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com. Now, Katie is here with me for this uh, latest podcast. Katie, I'm going to read this message in a second, but I've already uh, told you that it's shocking, so much so that you haven't heard this mm. yet. And you've never done that before, that <clears throat> before we've gone onto a show that you wouldn't actually tell me, so it must be bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bracing myself here because... I suspect it's going to be a hard listen. Hmm. It is a hard listen. Okay. The mother involved in this, um, I've been emailing back and forward uh, all morning. And for obvious reasons, I suppose, she's not going to talk to us today. Um, Have a listen to her email and you'll see probably why she's not going to talk to us because this is horrific. Adrian, I've been listening to you for years, but this is my first time ever contacting you. I don't know what to do. 
My 14-year-old has been really quiet and withdrawn in the last few months. So when he was asleep last night, I took his phone to see if I could figure out what was going on with him. What I found literally made me throw up and will haunt me for the rest of my days. We live in Tala, and there's a gang of local lads that have picked on him in the past, so I spoke to their parents and the school about it a while ago, and they said they would sort it. I didn't hear any more, so I assumed it was sorted. However, on his phone last night, I found videos that had been sent to him on WhatsApp and TikTok. The videos show these animals locking my son in a tiny closet in school and laughing like like a pack of hyenas, emptying his school bag out and filling it with rubbish from the bin, making him dance for them in the changing rooms in his underwear during PE in return for not getting his face smashed in. Flicking their almost uh, finished but still lit cigarette butts on his hair because he has really thick curly hair, almost like an afro. One incident in the Sean Walsh Memorial Park where they tried to piss on him, but he managed to run away before they could. Calling him things like faggot, fat ugly, see you next Tuesday, pizza face, beaver teeth, to name but a few. And all of that is only some of it. I can't stop crying. I woke him last night to talk to him uh, about it and told him I am going to the guards. He told me that if I do go to the guards, he will kill himself because everything will just get so much worse. I need some advice. What should I do? Has anyone else ever been through this with a child? And what did you do? I know that lady's name. I've been emailing her back and forward all morning. I'm not going to mention her name. And... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was genuinely... Well, just like you are, when I read that this morning, lying in bed, I nearly fell out of the bed. piss on him. Yeah. And I have told this woman that we even have a duty of care to report this to somebody that this young fellow is going and she's pleaded with me not to and that she's going to deal with it. She doesn't know how she's going to do it. I don't have a phone number for her. No, it's just been emails back and forward. And she has said she will deal with it. Uh, I've said to her that we have a duty of care that we should be acting on this. first time ever I'm actually speechless. Imagine bringing your child into the world for them to be held down and be pissed on. Like like that is... um, That's horrific. That's an understatement. I just can't imagine what it's like as a mother to find that stuff and know that your kid's been going through now. has been so terrified that... Uh, that's... I, I don't have any words. No, I don't myself. And that's been genuine. I don't know what to say. The point being... When I, when I got this, you, you know, because I've spoken about it before, I was bullied myself as a kid. Nothing like this now. Nothing right. like this. In fact, it makes the bullying that I went through uh, look d- like a, a walk in the park, Did to be quite honest with you. dance in his underwear? Yeah. That's not bullying. That's, that's, that's evil. That's another level. That. So to that mother, the, the f- first advice that I've given her is to go back to the school because she did say that some of this uh, stuff has happened in the school. Uh, they locked her son in a tiny closet in the school. They emptied his uh, school bag out and filled it with rubbish from a bin. They made him uh, dance for them in the changing room in his underwear during PE in return for not getting his face smashed in. 
these all happened in the school. So what I've asked her to do is to go to the school first again because she's already been to the school. Go back to the school and uh, get them the to deal with are it. Closed at the moment, so I'm sure you can still contact the school. Anyway, <clears throat> I'd love to hear from you on this. And what I want to talk about is the effect that bullying has on your life. Because it's not a case that it just ends, uh, you know, when you leave school or whatever. Bullying does have a lifelong impact on uh, some people, not on all people, on some people. And I'm going to be... That would scar you for life. Oh, absolutely. If you're... No, but bullying, no matter what level it's at, scars you for life. Okay, all bullying, but being made to dance like a performing monkey in your underwear. Mm. It's like that scene in the Magdalene Laundries where the nuns, the evil bitches, had them all naked, making a joke of them. I, I despair. Okay, so this lady uh, has asked us, has anyone else ever been through this with their child and what do you do? My advice to her by email this morning was, please get in contact with the school again, as especially if there's any sort of documentary evidence or video evidence that uh, this has happened on school premises. She needs to get onto the school as a matter of urgency. Our number is 085-825-2626. And as I said, I want to talk about the impact that bullying has on people for their entire lives. I can tell you from my experience uh, that it did and still does not to a large extent, but to an extent, still does have an impact on me and uh, the sort of person that I am. And I'm going to be talking to a woman in a moment who who described uh, in a message that she sent to us earlier on that to this day, she is a people pleaser. And that's kind of me. I don't like confrontation. I don't like arguments. I walk away from fights. Um, I just... The that's the, that's time, the impact that it has had on me. It is. I'm, a, I'm afraid of I confrontation. Wouldn't, I wouldn't take you as a type to be afraid. Although I suppose I don't know what goes on in your head. There you go. You probably could get into an argument with someone and then the anxiety levels go up or whatever. But to me, you seem confident, but it just goes to show, I suppose, you don't always see the effects. I'm sorry, that, e- that email has actually really thrown me today. Like, I just, I feel a bit it's sick. It's horrific, I yeah. feel a bit sick after that. It is absolutely horrific. Like, again... You bring your kid into the world for some little evil shit to try and hold them down and urinate on them. 085-825-2626 if you would like to send us a uh, WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note with your opinion on this. And let me go to, uh, and I'm very uh, grateful uh, to this lady for for talking to us. Maria, you're on the Opinions Matter podcast. How are you? Hey, Adrian. Hey, Katie. Maria, earlier on when we uh, posted this topic on our Facebook to let people know that we were going to be uh, talking about it, you sent us a a very long WhatsApp message and it starts with, I was a victim of bullying throughout uh, my childhood. And during your childhood, just like this kid, this 14-year-old who hasn't, well, his his mother found all this stuff on, on his phone, you never told anybody either? No. I kept it to myself because I didn't want my my mom basically to feel upset or you know sorry for me or to have her hurt over what was happening to me. I didn't want anybody to know because I didn't want her to be upset. Okay, so you never uh, disc- you never talked about it with with anybody. No, and any physical marks I had, anything like that, I always just kind of made excuses for it because I was always kind of a clumsy kid anyway, so nobody kind of ever thought much of it. Like one time I was tripped up by 
these two girls in particular, they were walking behind me and I fell and smashed my face off the ground. I told my mum I had fell off my bike. You know, just like kind of always just made excuses for it just so she wouldn't feel upset. Have you ever spoken to her about it? No, still to this day. And I'm in my talkies now and she still doesn't know. You mentioned in your message that there are two incidents that uh, stick out for you today and you're in your uh, 30s. Can you give me an idea of those incidents and how bad they actually were? Um, well, I was only about eight or nine for one of them. I was going to, we live in a, lived in a reasonably small um, housing estate and I was going up to a friend of mine's um, house one day. I hadn't really ventured up that way for a long time because I was just always very nervous. And these two girls, now one was in my class in school and one was in the class beside us. Um, they collared me and cornered me beside the skill up against the railings, basically. And they slapped me, they punched me, um, they kicked me, they spat at me and they were right in my face, laughing, calling me ugly and kind of other, other horrible names as well. And then they were, you know, laughing, saying, are you going to cry? You know, trying to get me to hit them back. And um, as I said in the message, I just stood there with my head down for what felt like hours but it was only minutes you know and I just didn't know what to do and there was people walking past there was cars driving up and down and nobody stopped nobody helped me but they could see what was happening you know and I just felt so alone you know and every time kind of after that they see me they would intimidate me they would make remarks they would you know gesture towards me they, they made me life hell for 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 a couple of years after that in even in primary school you know I was I used to go to school late just so I wouldn't see them or I would go really early just so there was nobody else walking at the same time you know it was it was horrible you know and then one of the other girls that was in my class she made our business one day that said to humiliate humiliate me in front of the whole class we were all kept in for the break time it was raining and all the kids were all sitting around together you know um chatting having our lunch and she made our business to humiliate humiliate me in front of the whole lot of the class by saying that I had a uh, head lice. Now, at the time, I did. I, you know, a lot of kids get it when they're in primary school. It was only very brief, but she made our business to point it all out to everybody in the class. Everybody laughed. Nobody stood up. Nobody defended me. So all I could do was run out of the class and just... I just hid in the corridor until the teacher came back, you know. And this... That was when I was about 10, 11... I think it was. So this so went you, on for you literally, you literally couldn't wait to get out of primary school? No, no. And I thought, you know, when I get out of primary school, it might be a bit better. I still had some craft in secondary school, but nowhere near that extent. But it was so bad that it ruined semi-confirmation. I was late for what I wore. I was, you know, I got called, you know, saying that I looked horrible, you know, all the kids went off afterwards after the confirmation um, to the day, to the shopping centre and stuff like that, you know, I didn't go. My mum was like, why are you not going? I said, oh, I just don't feel like it. I didn't go because I was afraid. I was afraid to, to leave the street that we lived on. I was afraid to walk outside the door. I was afraid walking anywhere. If my mum had said, will you go to the shop? I was terrified to go. It was one of the girls' sisters then, she knew what was happening. And she she was probably about four or five years older than me. And she caught me at the shop one day and she pinched me so hard with her nails that she left physical marks on Jesus. me. You know, and they were just laughing. I mean, so I didn't know what to do. I was terrified, absolutely terrified. Was that I was more scared to tell my mum in case it upset her. The bit about your message that you sent me earlier on that, that really, really stands out, and this is the conversation that we're having today, 
is um, the line where you say, these girls are still around all these years later and I'm still nervous around them. Even though they'd say hello, you still feel intimidated by these grown women. Yeah, I mean, if I seen them in like the local pub, I'd still be a bit nervous around them. I, I mean, it's, that's 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 how bad it was, and how do you make you feel? Like, I mean, it's probably I wouldn't say it's just me, but as an adult, you still feel that intimidation. You just you just still feel like, oh, are they going to say something? Even after all these years, we've all got kids of our own. They've got kids of their own. They advocate for be kind. You know, they put up all these bits and pieces on Facebook and Instagram. They would advocate for all that. You know, and not realizing, yeah, forgetting how they were as kids, and, and more importantly, the impact that it had on on you, and still does, by the sounds of it. It still has a big impact. I mean, I was in council while as well, and I brought it all up, and you know, I was saying a lot of that would be got to do with the reason why I'm such a people pleaser. I hate disappointing people, even down to my own family. I hate disappointing people. Can't do enough for anybody because I just feel like I need to please people all the time. Just so, just it's more of a case of just so that they're nice to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely get that. I, I mentioned a while ago, uh, I myself was bullied as a, as a kid, uh, mainly as a teenager, actually. And the effects that it has had on me is the exact same, that I don't like letting people down. I don't like confrontation. I... Still to this day, despite the fact that I've worked in radio all my life and all of that, it still has that exact same effect on on, uh, on me as it does on, on you, Maria. You would not believe the amount of messages coming in, like people with their own stories. I'm actually a little bit stunned. Some of the stuff I'm reading here now is unbelievable. Like in the last, I'd say, 15 seconds, we've gotten 15 messages from different people about their own experience with bullying. Like I knew bullying was common. I never realised how common. Maria, I don't know if you uh, heard the message about the 14-year-old that's actually what started uh, this conversation. Yeah, I was listening to it, and mine is nowhere near as bad as No, I, I, nor, nor me, I'll be honest. I can say, it's, I think bullying has just gotten worse because kids have just become so more violent lately, and I don't know I don't know why. Now, I have an old, a teenage son myself, and I'd be absolutely terrified of something like that happening to him. So, like, I think, as I said in my message, that the only positive impact I think it's had on me is that I'm very defensive when it comes to my kids, very protective when it comes to them. You know, I wouldn't let anybody hurt, wouldn't let anybody say boo to them. So, you know, if that if I was that mother, God lover, I would not rest until they were all like basically, you know, brought to justice for that because that's that's not bullying, that's torture. Absolutely, I agree with you. Um, and like I said, in back and forward emails with that mother earlier on, I urged her to get back to the school because she claims that uh, a lot of the incidents actually happened on school property and she has proof of it, then she needs to uh, she needs to get onto that school quick, smart. I know they're closed at the moment, but still. Um, you, you, the final thing I wanted to just say to you, you mentioned in your message that bullying is just the worst thing a child or an adult can do because it destroys the person. And that you wish somebody who is a bully or was a bully could actually realise that. Yeah, I mean, it just damages your 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 confidence. It damages your character. You know, it makes you. It just changes you as a person. I was a real happy-go-lucky kid. Always just real. You know, just not carefree. Then all of a sudden, I'm just closed. I'm just afraid of people. I just didn't want to 
be anywhere out in public alone. I was just, you know, just, just, just terrified and always then tried to get in with people that I knew were bullies. And I don't mean that in a sense that like I wanted to be like them. I just wanted to be friends with them so they wouldn't hurt me. And that stays with you. That's still with that you. Stays, and it's, I'm still like that. I'm still, I'm still like that. You know, a lot of my friends would be very big characters. I wouldn't be intimidated by them whatsoever. But like that, I would be, I know that they would really defend themselves if they needed to. And I stick by them because I know I have that sort of protection, if that makes sense. You, you finally mentioned that you're, you're in your 30s now. Mm. And I, on this podcast... I'm the very first, am I right in saying this? The very first person you've decided to speak to about what you went through as a young kid, as a, as a primary school kid. Yeah, because I was listening to all the previous podcasts. I've been listening to them for the last few days. Um, and I was listening to the one that you had over a couple of years ago about the, the effects of bullying and what you were saying about what happened to you in the workplace and stuff like that. And I was saying, oh, I'd love to have been listening to that at the time to, to actually finally say something. And then when this came up then today, I said, you know what, I'm going to text in because it really just grates on me when I see people like that just still living their best life and just advocating for mental health and advocating for, you know, be kind and, you know, how it's just horrible when you see people doing things sort of it just it annoys me because it's so hypocritical I mean I remember one of these girls walking to my old workplace when I was working I was only 15 and they roared in like you know oh she's disgusting she hasn't it you know don't be letting her walk there I'll never eat there again you know I had that up and even when I was a teenager the same people and it's like how can you be so hypocritical and then advocate for mental health and say be kind how would you feel if one of them is listening to this podcast right now and recognised you I don't know. To be honest, I wouldn't really care. I'd hope you'd feel shame. I would just say, pray that it never happens to your kids because, you know, what you've put me through, you know, I hope it never happens to their kids because they'd see some sort of impact as to what they had on my life and just, you know, make better choices. And I'd say that to anybody now that would be a bully, whether they're an adult or a teenager or a child that might be listening, just make better choices and don't make people's life hell because you don't know what that person is going through and how it's going to affect them for the rest of their life. You know, it's completely, as I said, changed my character from the time I was a child to now. I'm but, a different but person. The, but the thing to remember is that it does have an impact on you for the rest of your it life. Does. It does. It doesn't just go away once the person, once you don't see that person anymore, it doesn't go away. It does not go away. You will live a still life. I mean, I've had people that have picked on me that I don't see anymore that I wouldn't even know where they lived, but they would still have an effect on me. But these two particular people from primary school up until then have had a major impact on me. I really appreciate you uh, being so open and so honest and so brave to actually talk to us. And as I said, it's the first time you've ever spoken uh, about what you uh, went through. How does that feel? It's like a little bit of relief, to be honest. And I feel like, you know, it's a little bit of a weight off, even though I haven't spoken about it to people that I know. There are probably people who are probably listening and know who I am. But, you know, it feels like a bit of a relief to actually talk about it rather than pain to talk about it to me cancer, you know. Okay. Um, it, feels, it feels a little bit better, to be honest. And I, part of me is hoping that they do, that they, they can hear it and they do recognise me. Well, you can only share it onto your own social media platforms and then they may they may actually uh, hear it. Uh, Maria, I really appreciate you uh, talking to us and I, and I wish you well. Uh, you sound like a great ma'am and one of the things that she said in your, in your message is that uh, on a positive aspect, 
uh, I don't allow anyone to hurt my children. Anyone hurts no. them, I'm on it straight away. I won't tolerate it for them. No, definitely not. And I watch me, my son's phone as well, just to make sure that there's nothing going on. You know, so I would, I would tear down school if I had to break my brick if there was something going on. The best of luck to you, Maria, and thanks very much indeed thanks for talking to us. Much. Thank you. Well, that was very She's brave amazing, uh, because like, she was nervous speak about to speaking to us. She was nervous about speaking to us in the first come place. On a podcast that's, mm. you know, one of the most listened to podcasts in the country and to share her story. I just, I yeah, no, I'm blown away by that. I'm blown away by that. Um, our number is 0858252626. This is Opinions Matter with you know Adrian and Katie. Yep. Do you know what's really upsetting about all of this? Like, look at all these messages. Yeah, no, see, you can all see of them. these messages. Yep. These yep. are all people. I don't want to be recognised. I don't want to be recognised. Like, that's the saddest part about this. Feel shame in something that wasn't their fault. If you're a victim of bullying, it's not your fault. And again, just to, to listen to that lady who's just been on with us, um, she was nervous about talking to us in the first place, but she decided. You just heard what she said. She I just, actually feel you put a up sense of relief and, and, and let her go, and she's just told I. I I, yeah, I just, I suppose it's easy for me to say when I've never been bullied, but I can't understand why people feel shame when it's not your fault. The bullies are their fault. And if you know somebody who's been bullied and you don't say anything, you are complicit. Mm. You are as much to blame. You're as bad as the bullies. Darren. Adrian, I know you say violence isn't the answer, but in this instance, I firmly believe that violence is the answer. Is there a father on the scene or what? Because them bullies need a serious beating or a good smack and they won't do it again. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Katie. I want to bring you back a couple of years, back to 2021. And a Cavan teenager by the name of Eden Heaslip uh, took his own life uh, by what subsequently discovered to have been years of abusive uh, bullying. Now, his family got involved in uh, the launch of an anti-bullying campaign and still speak out regularly uh, about it. Uh, Chloe Heaslip uh, is um, Eden's brother and she joins me on the line. Uh, Chloe, good afternoon and welcome to Opinions Matter. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me on to speak. Um, it's hard enough to to do these a uh, few times a week but um, I'm just um, after listening to that um, re- uh, listener's email and it brings back a lot of memories of what we had to um, have to had to live through and what Eden had to live through too. Tell me a little bit about uh, about your brother uh, Eden and he seems uh, he seemed on the surface like a happy young fella. Yeah well look at um, we live in rural cabin and um, I live on a farm and Eden was the youngest of three of us. I'm the oldest and then my brother Finn as well. And he was really funny and he was mad into baking. He was the only lad um, in to do home ec and he loved baking and he loved sea swimming and we had lots of lakes and cabin and he'd swim in them and um, cars as well. He really enjoyed his cars and we have videos of him in primary school Irish dancing up and down the halls, dressing up as Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan. Um, he had a music taste as well. He'd make different playlists for us. Every different person in the family, he'd make a specific playlist for. And um, he was mad into hurling as well. Didn't play it, but um, we've Galway roots and was a mad Joe Canning uh, fan and anything to do with Galway hurling. 
he knew and rugby as well. So just funny lad, um, kindness. I, when he passed away, we had so many letters from different friends, different people, different girls that, you know, the thing that stood out to them and uh, was his kindness. Um, he'd always stick up for them and um, if he seen somebody he could kind of read between the lines if somebody wasn't having a good day that he'd be able to look and know and ask them are they okay and he was always caring about other people um, and he'd always come in to me if I had a rough day and you know how are you, what, what are you at and all so just just a kind man and he had um, just finished school um, well he actually he was going into leaving third year and he decided the school wasn't for him that that day he quit school and um, went straight away to get an apprenticeship and went into the mechanic place. He wanted to be a car mechanic and uh, got the apprenticeship on the Thursday and then by Monday he had passed away. So, and yeah, do, look at- do the family know why that happened? Or, you know, what was the catalyst at that point where he had made this major life decision to uh, go to take up an apprenticeship. He actually mm-hmm. got the apprenticeship. Do you have any uh, idea what happened in that uh, intervening few days or did anything happen in that intervening uh, few days? Yeah, there was a few things that happened and some of it I can't say. Um, but we had known um, during his uh, the pre- years previous when he went into secondary school, he was so excited to go and um, he slowly withdrew himself going into his room, um, wouldn't come out, wouldn't um, eat properly and, you know, he'd have music playing in his room, you know, that kind of stuff. Like we just thought, okay, teenagers, you know, um, Xbox, that kind of thing. And um, one day, it was a late, late toy show in 2020. Um, it was Friday night, he was sitting we were watching it and um, he just went into the sitting room and we never kind of passed any attention and um, went to go, my mum went to go to bed, we were all went to bed and she went to say goodnight to him and he wasn't there and he got out the window, um, our sitting room window and went missing for a few hours, we couldn't find him and my dad found him and he just said, is there something wrong, is it bullying and and we had kind of an inkling, but he would never say it. And he said it, he admitted it then, yeah, it was. And it was bad. So um, it ended up, we found out um, that somebody had messaged him one of their most horrific messages you could possibly send someone. Somebody had sent it to him that night and he just needed to clear his head, he said. But um, we got a local family friend, actually a priest, Father Jason, um, Come in, Father Jason Murphy to come in and speak to him the next day. We nobody was in the house; it was just them. And Father Jason didn't betray his trust, and just the only thing he said was, "It's bad. Like it's so bad. He just needs completely new um, surroundings. He just needs a break, a clean break. It's so bad that the guards should be involved." But um, Eden was so traumatized at the time that um, couldn't. Go, we did go to the guards, but. There was nothing that we could do. Um, and I, 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 I know you obviously can't just discuss uh, specific details, but do yeah. you know who these messages came from and has anything been done about the person who sent those messages or are the messages not of a type that any action could be taken? Um, no, we don't know who they came from. Um, so that's what we've set up this campaign. Um, even after Eden died, Eden was still getting horrific, horrific messages on his Instagram account. Um, 
there was horrific messages of like um like on my other brother Finn's girlfriend had a YouTube channel and you'd have to know the family to be able to comment, you know, to make the connection. And mm. they were still making comments on her YouTube channel about Eden and um So there was absolutely been, no remorse. There was no regret. There was no they just kept um, on No, but that's but that's what we decided like obviously our world is forever being changed and Eden, you know, is not here anymore. But we want to make sure that like what happened to Eden won't happen again. So we've started this campaign. There is Coco's Law, and um, that's only been brought in since last year. Um, but if if you share Im- images or non consensual images into a group chat or onto anybody else, that's that's illegal in Ireland. Um, but we decided instead instead of putting our anger into something that we you know there is no law against bullying in Ireland. Um, why not put our anger into something that would make change in Ireland? So we started up the campaign Be Buddies Not Bullies and um, I've been to up to the government, Leinster House, I've gone into schools, teacher training colleges, um, GA clubs, um, changed uh, some of the, the action plan on bullying in schools now um, and it's starting to come in and um, I also go into, into students as well and I think Sometimes um, I'm a teacher myself and I think students don't realise the actions of the words. They always hear it. and But I think a real-life story um, uh, really shocks them. And I'd be brutally honest in my classroom and to the kids that are in front of me uh, what happened to Eden. And I showed the consequences in other countries like France. You get a €45,000 fine if you bully someone that can't attend work or school for up to eight days and if somebody dies by suicide as a result of your actions of bullying it's, it's a jail sentence um, and even Northern Ireland have a address and bullying act like so anytime bullying is mentioned in school they have to put it in writing one, one thing happened. one thing that we spoke about on this podcast uh, previously mm-hmm. is even the use of the word bullying because it nearly makes it yes. sound like a softer crime than it actually is because yeah. what happened to your um, your brother uh, was assault was grievous bodily yeah. harm was mm-hmm. uh, mental torture um it was i mean the amount of different crimes that were committed against him uh, in his in his young life and to, to put the label bullying on it actually makes it sound a little bit softer than what it actually was. Yeah, but at the time, like, um, but it, in, in one way, bullying, everyone has been affected by bullying at some stage. And it's, bullying is not just a one, like, category fits all. It's, it's loads of different things. And he was, there's so many different types of bullying. He um, was, like, people done to him. But um, again, Eden was so traumatized that he, we tried to help him and we, he was in CAMS and mm. a, a children adolescent mental health unit and he went to therapy and it was just a case that he was so traumatized that we had to work on his, on um, what he was comfortable with. Okay, and, let, uh, let me finally ask you, uh, Chloe, the, the lady who yeah. uh, contacted us, the, the, the mother about her 14-year-old son in uh, Tala, from what you've heard, what should this mother do? See, that's what I was talking to Katie this morning, and the whole reason why we're doing this campaign is to set up a national confidential phone line 
that a mother like this listener can ring in and ask for advice because obviously I can't give advice to someone because it's like you know we it's just so hard to do so that's what we're trying to campaign we have these stickers and if you ever seen them they're b-buddies not fully they're on cars and people see them and, and get that conversation going and we're raising money to set up this confidential phone line so that people can ring if they're being bullied if they know someone being bullied if they see someone being bullied or if they realize sugar like i am a bully like mm. what how do i even begin to make it up to someone or to apologize and um, so we wanted to open to anyone in ireland that okay can ring. and where where is that campaign where are you at and where can people find yeah. out more information well we're on facebook and be buddies not uh, bullies and on instagram as well and if you just look even look up the campaign on Google or Eden Heasel up on Google. Um, I was up with the Minister for Mental Health about a month ago um, in regards of getting funding for this phone line and collaborating with other charities um, around Ireland. So it, there's a lot of work happening in the background and it's just to make sure that Eden's name is not forgotten about but also that it doesn't happen to anyone else. We're trying our best um, but we can't do it alone. We need we need people to help. Okay, if anybody wants to find out more information, the Facebook page is Be Buddy, Buddies, B-U-D-D-I-E-S, not Bullies, uh, yeah. on uh, Facebook. Chloe, yeah. um, I mentioned earlier on that I, as a young fellow, was was bullied myself, and I'm, it's something I've always been very passionate about talking about, uh, about mm-hmm. giving publicity to, um, and I'm, I'm really... Happy to hear about your campaign, and I hope sooner rather than later you manage to get that confidential line uh, set up because I do believe, and listening to that message that started this conversation today, there is such a demand for a service like that. So, like, uh, yeah, been into different all different places in Ireland, and I've had so many messages from people that have just said that if if only that was there or thank you for going in and talking because it has saved lives. So that's all, right. all, that's all we can do. Okay, thank once you. again, the Facebook page is Be Buddies, Not Bullies, in loving memory of Eden, Heaslip and all the lives we have lost to uh, bullies. Uh, Chloe, thank you very much indeed for talking to us on Opinions Matter. Thank we really you. appreciate it. Now, um, in just a moment, I'm going to be talking to, well, in fact, I'll talk to him right now uh, because of a lot of messages, a lot of calls to get through. Trevor... I've spoken to you on many occasions on this program, um, on this podcast, and I don't know you from Adam, to be honest, other than uh, talking on this podcast, but you have contacted us today, having listened to this conversation, to admit your shame. Yeah. Yeah. Explain. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not proud of what I'm going to say, but I was that's it. That I was in that situation myself. Not I was in the bully, bullied situation in primary school, but then I done a role reversal in uh, secondary school, and I became the bully. You became the bully. Yeah, where I went to school, it was be bullied or be the bully, and I chose to be the bully regretfully, and I do say that wholeheartedly. And when you say you were a bully, what what did you do? Uh, basically, threw people's bags in the, into the urinals and the toilets, threw them up onto the roof of the school. 
one time in the canteen we like there was only a select few that we ever picked on because and then like I actually in the canteen I kind of threw out a chair at someone like you have to understand man I'm not proud of what this this like saying this you know what but I mean? what, what was the when you you, you described how it was <clears throat> be bullied or be a bully that was really the choice you where, had where I went to school yeah it was right it was a world school and you went for well, well I'd already the wrong one the bullied part so I should have maybe just taken myself out of all situations but I chose to go the bully route secondary we were explaining um, the the message that we got from the mother 14 year old son in Tala um, suicidal over the uh, thought that his mother might even do something about uh, what he's going through and what he's going through he is going through at the hands of somebody like you I never took it that far you know what I mean I never See, like, that's the thing, man. Like, back in those days, we thought, oh, it's a laugh, it's good, or you're getting laughs out of everyone. And you don't see that one person that you're not getting the laugh out of, you know? And I can tell you, uh, Trevor, like I said, I, I've spoken to you for many years on different shows, on this podcast. Don't know you from Adam, I've never met you. Um, no. You, when you were younger, picked on somebody like me. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, guys, and I was, I was actually... Um, I was actually confronted one day by someone who I actually bullied and just it kind of woke me up you know and as I've told you before man I have five kids um, I've totally I totally like I've explained to them that like this sort of stuff isn't acceptable I've never really divulged my childhood to them but like my my kids won't do anything like that and I've actually had to intervene when they've actually stood up for their kids and I told you before on a podcast one of their friends was actually racially attacked and my kids jumped in to defend them I just like it was the wake up call I got off one of my skill going peers like a few years after what I'd done to him uh, that kind of made me go shit I didn't I just thought I was going to laugh out of everybody I never really saw him as the victim, you know what I mean? Okay, so when you were that gobshite uh, young fella, you thought it was just a laugh. It was a bit of fun. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I did, and I'm not, I, I, as, I, as you said, I've talked to you a few times, and I've never been afraid to share my opinion, and I can honestly say this is a whole phone call I wasn't going to actually make to you, but, like, I'm just... You have me have you have me knocked so, all the times we've spoken to you on the show, you've always had this bravado and this kind of big man, I'll do what I want kind of thing. So to hear you in such I suppose a human as a, as a human now, being a normal nice guy, I it's kind of are you not for, are you not, No, I'm, I I am and I, 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 I in all in all these years. Yeah, like no, this. I'm I'm trying to uh, oh, yeah, go on. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. When I was confronted by the person, I'm obviously not going to mention names on the bloody podcast, as you are well listened to. But when I was confronted by him, he actually said it to me that he was actually feeling things that he shouldn't have had to feel feel because of me. And I'm not going to lie, there was one or two others in the group that we did pick on certain people, but he basically put it all on me, and he gave me one hell of a story of what he done nearly done after school and it, 
talking to shoot me to my car, you know what I mean? Okay, so listening to and, and knowing the conversation that we're having today has brought back that you were that horrible fella, young fella, bastard. thinking bastard, okay. Thinking as a immature gobshite of a teenager that he was getting a laugh at somebody else's expense. And you now realize, do you, the lasting damaging effect that that oh. may have had on anybody you ever bullied? Yeah, well, I've, I've, kind of, I've kind of known for a few years like what kind of damage I've done because I was shortly after my school going years that he confronted me. And then when my kids started coming along, I started thinking, looking at them, saying, I don't want them to be fucking turning out like me, so I'm still I hope better fucking attitudes in them than I had in my school going age. And I've chosen different schools for my kids that have better records, you know what I mean? So have you, well, I, I'm assuming what you're trying to say is you've matured, you've grown up, you've copped on, basically. Yeah, and I'm trying to instill better beliefs in my own kids, agent. Like I was, I'm not going to put my family down, boys, more raised by me in the school going days. It was more on the streets, you know what I mean? But, I want to read a message, just, though, Trevor, before I let you go, and I think this is important. Uh, Andrea just sent us uh, this message. Trevor hasn't stopped his bullying. He was on this very podcast a few months back saying he doesn't let his partner wear certain clothes or drink certain drinks. That's controlling and that's bullying. What do you say to that? Well, no, I just me looking out for my partner because I don't want her being attacked in town or, like, I know what drink she can handle and she can't handle and she does the same thing for me. I don't control her in any shape, way, or form. No way, man. Not after what, like, like I said, after the real awakening, I got, no. Trevor, thanks for uh, thanks for being so uh, honest and open with us. Siobhan has been on to us. Hi, Adrian and Katie. Uh, sorry, I can't come on. I'm in work. Um, when I was about 13, 14 and 15 in secondary school, I used to get bullied by these three older girls who used to just gang up on me in school. It would be in school, after school or like when groups of us would go out on the weekends, they'd follow me outside. They actually even broke my glasses one night because um, they just attacked me because I was half Asian, half white. But the funny thing is they were friends with my brother. So they didn't pick on him, but they picked on me and I had no idea why. Um, but I actually got tougher skin from this experience and I was able to stand up for myself and have these situations and with other people. So, um, yeah, like that was the outcome of it. Thankfully, I've just become more tougher skinned more than anything. Um, but looking back on it was an absolutely horrible experience. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Katie. Huge reaction to what we're talking about, and that is bullying. Neil sent me this message. Tell him to go to boxing. Three or four weeks of boxing, okay? And then get a hold of the fella that starts it. To the three, four weeks of boxing training is up and punch fuck out of him around the side. It's the only way, Adrian. I'm sorry, pal, but it's the only way. That is the only way. Cheers. Uh, Susie, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Susie. Hi, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Susie. Now, you've been listening to the whole story of the yeah. the 14-year-old in Tala and what he's uh, gone through. We've heard uh, Maria's story. What did you want to say on this? Do you know what, Adrian? It fucking spoils my blood down to a tea. Because 
I was bullied when I was younger by a couple of older lads and like all because I had an intellectual disability and they didn't like me for that and years later I still see the lads and they're all like they have they're married have their own kids and and I, it just makes me cringe Still to this day, that's interesting actually because Maria, who was on at the very start, who's in her 30s now, uh, described how to this day when she sees the girls that picked on her when she was a kid, she still cringes. She recoils almost. You're the same. Yeah, Yeah, I I actually used to work in the supermarket and like the the, the, the man's wife, who's lovely, like she's she's really, really down to earth. And they came to my tail and and I was like, oh, I, I just kept like, what the fuck? And then it's I just horrible feeling came over me. But like he smiled at me then, and I was like, you fucking bastard! Did you you only realize you remember what you did to me back then? And did you feel it's like just, saying it to him? No, because I was working. And right. I, okay. No, I that's understandable. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but I'm sure inside you felt like it. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like shaking as well, but then I kept reassuring myself and I was like, you know, it's not it's not me, it's him. But then I I'm kind of I was kinda of wondering, does he have any like guilt? Because he like he did a, him and his friends did it more than once to me and I was only like And like again again they picked on you because you were a little bit different. You had an intellectual yeah. disability, and that was your, and I'm using this in air quotes, that was your weakness that they picked on. Yeah, like they used to call me that horrible or word and like skinny, skinny little whatever. I'm not even going to use the words they used, but they were pretty horrible. We were asking about, you know, the, the lifelong lasting effect that bullying has on people. And listening to uh, to you, it's almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder almost that it, that it's still when you see this person uh, or these people it's it, it, it you're right back there well yeah I like I've just moved recently and I just I just think like even now I'm just like I'm just I, I think people think look at me and think am I weird or am I whatever but then there's this other side to me that sort of develops an attitude where like I don't give a fuck what people think and like when you it's like when you start talking to people like I used to hold myself back it's when you start talking to people then it's like it, it just feels normal again but before that I used to think people thought I was weird because of all the bullying when I was younger mm. and I used to think like am I trained am I whatever am yeah, I so, you so know, because, um, because it was so constant uh, you yeah. doubted yourself yeah yeah, and even like that girl said earlier on, she was saying about like being afraid to say no and being taken advantage of and trying to keep up peace. Well, you may be able to relate to this message that uh, came in to us from uh, Amy. Have a listen to this, uh, uh, Susie. Yeah. It says, I was laughed at and ignored by everyone in school and everyone where we lived uh, broke our windows and harassed my family. To the people in Ballybrack from 1999 to 2010, they were animals. I hope you are all suffering now, uh, says uh, Amy. Even now, people still laugh and talk about me 13 years on from school. They are scumbag animals. 
Now, that is awful that somebody is singled out like that, literally singled out. And that's what happened to you. Yeah. Well, I actually got talking to, this was going back a few years now, when, again, when I was a teenager, this girl used to pick on me on my, she was on the same state as me. But then fast forward a few years ago, a few years later, I met her on a night out. She was actually outside Martello. And she, um, she came up and she was like, oh, you know, how are you? And hugging me and are you all right? Are you this, are you that? How are things? How are you? Blah, blah, mm. blah. And I, she was had, she had a few drinks in her. And I turned around and I said to her, do you know what? You're all nice to me now, but you, 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 bullied, you bullied me when I was younger. Do you not remember that? And what reaction and did you she, get? And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. And I said, you never bothered your arse ever speaking to me all he did was bully me and then about a couple of days after I saw the same girl again and she actually came over and spoke to me and she was really nice so I think Well I don't know if you heard uh, the the previous call Trevor there uh, and again with him he felt two feet tall when somebody uh, reminded him that he had bullied him when he was younger and that really brought him to his senses, basically. Um, Susie, I really appreciate you talking to us. I have so many calls to try and uh, squeeze in. Stacy, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Uh, good, thank you, Stacy. Going back to uh, this mother, the 14-year-old uh, that's being really badly uh, bullied, what can be done here? It's just, like... I don't think that's bullying personally. That's abuse. Like, I've heard of bullying cases. I've been bullied myself. But that, what I heard in the email, just be physically sick. And the thing is, even if they go to the school about it or the parents, the bully themselves will come up with some sob story and they'll promise I won't do it again. Mm -hmm. But about 10 minutes later, the bully will go up to the child being like, you ever rat on me again? And I swear to God. And, and, and in fact, the, the young fellow's already told his mother uh, last night that uh, she said, I woke him last night to talk to him about it and uh, told him that I'm going to the guards. And he told me that if I go to the guards, he'll kill himself. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking to listen to stuff like that. And But it is the truth. It's happened to me before when my mother has gone to it, either the parents or the school, when I was bullied. The, even the parent would be like, you know, oh, well, see, he's just, he's going through a lot. Like his father left him or he suffers with mental health. But the thing is, if that's happening, why bully someone that harshly about it? That's the it's thing that just, just never makes sense to me either. When you hear some of the excuses for why uh, people bullied, um, they, yeah, they come up with all sorts of excuses that make you think, well, why would you pick on somebody else then? Exactly. Like, I don't like the excuses. For some, I don't think there's any excuses at all. I just think they're a bully at the end of the day. And I think as well, if the parents are making excuses, they're probably a bully themselves. I agree. Uh, Let me find out then, Stacey, the sort of impact that being bullied when you were younger has had on you. When I was bullied, this actually reminds me one time of a story. I was on the bus to walk one time. And I'd gotten a phone call off my father to say that my grandma was in hospital. So because I got that phone call, I was already sad as it is. And I hung up and I got a call off an unknown phone number. Now, normally I don't answer them because it freaks me out. But this one time that I did, it was one of the bullies absolutely threatening, screaming down the phone on me. And before I even got the chance to respond, she just hung up. 
And because of the news I'd gotten beforehand about my grandfather, I was just in tears about it. And I was like, this is the thing with bullies. They'll just bully you no matter what at any stage. And you could have so much happening in your personal life at mm. the moment. And for so my impact, my effect, I let people walk all over me and I won't like defend myself or anything like that. I'm quite a sensitive person. So when I'm being bullied, I just don't say anything. I stay quiet because anytime I have tried to defend myself, they just cut in and start screaming down my neck and then they'll just walk away. And I'm just left standing there. And is this still going on today? It still is in certain cases. Um, I'm 23 now and so are the girls. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, you are 23. Like, how are you still doing this? And then as well, they'd be putting up on social media, like, you know, mental health or don't bully. And I'm looking at like, hold on. But you are yourself. Yeah, and in fact, you're the second caller to say exactly that, that uh, they're all politically correct now and, uh, you know, anti-bullying and blah de blah uh, Yet, not only were they doing it in the past, they're, they continue to do it. Yeah, and the thing is as well, I had a friend that committed suicide two years ago. And my friend was also bullied by the same girls that bullied me. And when we had all found out, they were putting up photos of her being like, Rest in peace, life gone too soon, such an angel, we love you. And I'm like, it's really dull because you literally are partially the reason why she committed suicide. My God. So that just really boiled my blood. Yeah, it was, oh, disgusting. I really appreciate it. In fact, to everybody who's been on with us uh, today, I'm very grateful to all of you. This is the most open and frank conversation about uh, bullying and its effects that I, I've i ever been involved in, I have to be honest. And it takes a lot of strength, uh, Stacey, uh, for you and everybody else we've spoken to, uh, to, uh, to talk about it and to talk so openly about it. And I hope... For your sake, uh, Stacey, that these women, and they're women now, they're in their 20s, actually grow up and cop the, cop the hell on and leave you alone, basically. I hope so, because I just, they don't even live near me anymore. They live far away, but they still, sometimes they'll purposely come to where I live and purposely hang out on my roads. And like, Imagine your you, life being that sad, sad yeah. and that pathetic that all yeah. the only thing you have to do in your life is go and try and cause shit for some girl. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Stacey, I, I wish you well I, and thank you very much indeed for talking to us. No problem, Adrian. Thank, you. thank bye. you very much. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Uh, let me go to uh, Keith. So to get a chance to uh, listen to the start uh, before I fast forward the through. Um, wow. That is crazy, like, the poor kid getting bullied like that. Jesus Christ, do you know what? I wouldn't be held I wouldn't be held accountable for my actions. No fucking way. Not looking at videos. Hearing it would be one thing. But looking at a video of it actually happening, I'd fucking storm the school. I couldn't give a bollocks what any of the parents out there fucking thought about that. And I'd, fu- I'd fucking... Oh, I don't even want to say what I'd do. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Katie. Vanessa, tell me about you when you were eight and what you tried to do. Hi, uh, it's been a hard listen. Mm. Um, and it brings back memories. When I was eight, uh, my bullying became so bad between school, my estate, my home, 
my dad that I tried to take my own life. At eight? At eight. That's when I started. Uh, God. Um, an eight-year-old shouldn't even know what suicide is. Shouldn't even know the concept of taking your own life. My bullying started when I was three. And I didn't have a dad in my house. I was skinny. I was quiet. Um, I didn't have the right clothes. Um, didn't have the right bag or shoes because my mom was a lone parent. Uh, she had disabilities, so I was slagged over that. And I get in fights trying to defend her. And these were lads that were seven years old, picking on a three-year-old. Jesus Christ. By the age of five, by the time I started school, it became physical. Um, I had my ribs cracked. I have had my jaw broken. I have had my vagina bruised. My pelvis bruised. Um, he called every name under the sun. Sorry. Again, I, I just want to remind our, our listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm really um, shocked by what I'm hearing here. You were three, four, five, six, seven years of age. Yeah. Um, it was three weeks after my eighth birthday that I tried to commit suicide for the first time. My God. Um, and I became obsessed. I started self-harming at the age of nine. Um, as a release, they put me into therapy, uh, group therapy, and of course, some of my bullies were in the same group therapy. So I, I learned not to trust anyone. I couldn't trust anyone. Couldn't trust my mom. Um, not because she didn't want to help, not because she didn't believe me, but because she was getting the backlash of it. You know, um, couldn't tell teachers. Because the teachers just didn't care. Or if they did care, the school didn't. Um, one of the times when I actually had my jaw fractured on school property, uh, they tried to pretend it didn't happen. And I was moved out of there into... The, the, the reason I was put into that primary school in the first place was because there was no one from my estate there. So I had to transfer to the one where all of the lads from my estate were. So I got bullied on multiple levels. Good God. That's, that is that is horrific. That is horrific. Um, I, like one of them, one of them that seems very, very small, um, playing out in the yard, being invited to play out in the yard. And then they're playing the same game the next day and then they turn to you and said, we didn't invite you today. And so I was left sitting there on my own in the middle of the playground. When I hear stories like oh, that, awful. it makes me actually want to homeschool my kids. Mm. Like, that is horrific. Like, anybody having to go through that. Like, and Vanessa, to talk to you now, you're you're so strong and, like, you're so... No, but I, can, uh, but I can hear, even as you're talking to me, Vanessa, the, the, the pain is still very raw and you were only a young kid. It set me up for failure. It really did. I, I didn't know who to trust. I didn't have any self-esteem until I actually stopped caring about anything. I didn't have any self-esteem. When I stopped caring, if I lived or died, then I actually gained some self-confidence. 
um, I started fighting for people who, like me, didn't have a voice. You know, I started volunteering in community projects just to try and help people like me who just were forgotten. Vanessa, I've been. How long have we been talking to you, Vanessa? What two years, three? I don't know if you even yeah. go back to before the podcast. In all the times I've spoken to you, I never ever would have thought that you were. And I suppose this goes back to not knowing that you, at eight years old, had ever had thoughts eight like years that. Old. Of, I'm 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 horrified that, that any eight-year-old, no matter who um, it is, at eight-year-old, yeah. at eight, I didn't even know what that was. That's For exactly what I said a minute ago. Know what the concept yeah. is of of things being so bad that you you know an eight-year-old should worry about. I, I really watch yeah. on TV who they're going to go out and play with. You know what what toys they're going to play when they go home from school. Like to think about it. Oh, I wanted it old. to end. I wanted it to end. I so wanted it to end all of it. And every day, this is this is what hurts so bad. Every day I go through life, and I think, just give me one reason not to do it. Just one. Someone say something kind. Someone give me a smile. Recognize that I exist. That's how desperate I became. I, I I'm I'm absolutely lost for words, Vanessa. I'll be honest with you. Um, I had the pleasure a couple of weeks ago you told me, yeah, yeah. of meeting Vanessa for the very first time. A very very loyal uh, listener who now lives in a different country, uh, but still listens to us very regularly. And she, Vanessa, you popped into the White Sands Hotel a couple of weeks ago. I did, um, and I, I the ple- myself and Jeremy had the pleasure of uh, of of meeting you. The fact is... And my son and my partner. Absolutely. That's what, exactly what I was about to say. I was rage that I didn't get to meet the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to see the baby. Um, we had never met before, and I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed that you called into the hotel to, to meet with us. But what I was about to say is that you now have your own little uh, bundle of joy. Life hasn't been easy for you um, over the last year, even since your child came along with uh, somewhere to live and everything else. But... You um, are now, and you, 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 your child was a wonderful uh, little child, fit and healthy and everything else. You now have somebody to put your heart and soul and effort into. Absolutely. Um, what got me listening to the email, the original email, was this young fella is so afraid mm. uh, of his bullies getting even worse. Um, let me tell that mother, it never gets better. If they get away with it, they will test the boundaries and see how far they can push him until he breaks. When you're in that mindset, you, yeah, you, you, you don't. I, I understand. I've been in that position where the fear of being labelled the rat, but they ratted us out. They couldn't have uh, a sense of humour. They can't just get over um, the fear is completely understandable from that child but he needs to understand this will not get better this will not get better if he just stays silent it won't mm. it gets worse okay, so, and it can get so, so much worse okay so to that mother whatever it is that you do you have to do something yes do something um, go to the guards and I know I know it's scary um, but the problem is you do need your child with you on that because they're going to—they're the ones that are going to have to talk. They're the ones that are going to have to go through it and relive it. And um, 
the only thing that I can say that I'm grateful for is that I did not live in a time of social media. Mm. I did not live and where is, they could actually fact, video the torture that they imposed on yeah, me. Somebody just uh, posted exactly that comment that, um, uh, I'll tell you something, Vanessa, um, oh, sorry, an awful lot of love coming in for you, but uh, sorry, somebody else just said that, um, thank God uh, I grew up before social media. Bullying is even worse now in the social media age. It is 24-7 now and not just in schools, and that is true. Yeah, I wouldn't have survived it. If it was today and there was videos and everything else uh, and Skype and um, Facebook, I would not have survived. And I can tell you that now. I was already on the brinking point. I was already constantly obsessed about trying to commit suicide, especially between 8 and 10. I had been taken into hospital several times for attempted suicide. Um, I can tell you now. I wouldn't have survived it. I know um, you're on and her she does. She page. needs to do something. I know you're on her Facebook page. So do me a favor. Once you've we're finished on the call, go back and have a look yeah. at the messages. There's so many messages coming in of support for you, and I really want you to see them. I want you to see the love that's coming in on the page for you because, you know, everybody, a lot of people have been through this. A lot of people can relate, and you know, you are worth a million times what those little bitches and bastards are worth. And your little fellow Ushin, he's lucky to have you. Do you know what I mean? You're, you, you come across so strong I know we don't know, know what goes on behind the scenes or in your head but you're a credit to your son and he's he is blessed to have you so just never forget that well you know? one, one of the things that it did it made me very very anxious mm-hmm. I'm very very cautious um, yeah. I am loyal to those who are loyal to me mm-hmm. and now that I'm here I'm, I, I live in Glasgow now at the moment um, and I'm on my own for the last three months I have no friends I've only my partner and his family and so I've actually decided to set up a mum's group in the city centre itself. Amazing. Um, That's a great idea. Because there's that are feeling the same way. So I will get a group together and we will be stronger. Amazing. Um, Vanessa, I really appreciate you uh, talking to us. It's so bizarre, actually, when you're able to put a face to uh, a caller. And like I said, we met a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago here in the hotel and... I'm I'm just I'm blown away by your story. I admire your absolute bravery for telling that story, mm-hmm. and thanks, uh, Vanessa, for your loyalty to us on this podcast on and Opinions I, Matter. As a by the way, I also want to say to Vanessa, if you're ever feeling lonely over there, you have the WhatsApp number to the phone. Text Adrian. Adrian has the phone most of the time. Adrian, you can give her my number. If you ever need someone to talk to, you can actually you have my number. I think. I oh, do. No I matter do. what time of the day or night it is, if you ever feel like you need a rant, you need someone to talk to, you have my number. Don't ever be afraid to send me a message. At any time. Absolutely. I'm okay. sure, I'm sure I, have, I have this podcast as well to keep me company. Absolutely. So I'm in good company. <laughs> good. Vanessa, thanks very thanks much. Thanks for having me thanks, on. Thanks, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. She's brave. She's yeah, so brave. she really is. I want to squeeze in uh, a couple more messages. Um, this is somebody who wants to remain anonymous. Hi, Adrian. Um, I'm sorry if you can't hear me that well, but I suppose if I could offer um, the son and the mother a piece of advice um, from being bullied myself all through primary and secondary school. For the son, um, he's probably just trying to be a people pleaser and kind of put his head down and, you know, just try to carry on with life, even though it's probably a challenge. 
Ireland, um, I suppose when I was being bullied growing up, um, phones weren't kind of the main focus. Um, it was kind of more like physical. Um, but I suppose then for the mother's point of view, um, I'd really have a chat with his son because I was really annoyed at my mum when she went in and spoke to the teachers and then the teachers used to single me out and bring me out and talk to me and, you know, try to give me kind of resources on how to, you know, deal with bullies and that just really didn't help. Um, and I suppose kind of opening that can of worms and talking um, to her son um, and seeing what he wants to do. Um, like I was so close to transferring in school um, but unfortunately um, I was just in the middle of a school year and it was very hard um, to transfer in the middle of a school year. Um, but honestly if I had my way and another t uh, and another school wanted to take me I would have been gone in a hot shot. Um, but I suppose just kind of I just put my head down like it continued all the way through sixth year um, and it was a challenge every day. I hated going into school. I always used to pretend I was sick and everything um, but I just think the way bullying has gone now um, I'd probably really advise that the mother just speaks to the son first and see what he wants to do um, and then kind of look at their port of action whether she wants to report it to the guards involve lawyers or, or whichever um, but yeah no I really feel sorry for uh, the son and the mother uh, for what they're going through Alright thank you very much indeed for your message I got another uh, WhatsApp a second ago and it says uh, guys just listening to your podcast here. I'm now in my 40s and was tortured in school over becoming a diabetic at 10. From that day on, I was called horrible names like junkie, then getting told to go kill myself with my insulin, you horrible junkie. Kids nowadays are way worse. Thank God uh, I got through it all, says uh, that message. And one final WhatsApp voice note from Katie. Adrian, someone needs to convince that young boy that there's something out there that's scarier than these bullies. Like, he doesn't believe that anyone can solve it at the moment. That's why he's so terrified about his mother getting involved. I had a bullying issue when I was younger, and I know that I trusted that my father was able to solve it. And he actually went down to the school himself and um, pinned this boy against the wall before he went into school and threatened him and it stopped it straight away. I know you mightn't get away with that sort of stuff nowadays, but he, he's just so, he's so far in it. He just can't see the wood for the trees at the mm. moment. That's the problem. All right. Thanks very much indeed for uh, your message, Katie. So from one Katie to another, Katie, you're, you've been very quiet today. Because I'm just, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I've not been in a position like, that I have a story to tell. I think I'm just so taken aback by everyone's story. And, you know, a massive thanks to everybody who came on and spoke to us and shared their story because it is something that's very personal and very raw and very sensitive. So, you know, we do appreciate, and Trevor as well, who, you know, talking about the shame he feels for what he did when he was younger. You know, there's all different an angles and aspects to this. So we do appreciate everybody reaching out and getting in touch. Indeed. Thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Katie. It, it, sorry? I do think schools need to put it on the curriculum. Absolutely, I think it yeah. needs to actually be part of the school curriculum about bullying and the effects of it. Kids, okay, kids know what it is, but maybe if they see it, see examples like Eden, he slipped like uh, Coco, uh, Nicole Fox, maybe it will make them think twice about being evil little shits. 
If you enjoyed uh, today's podcast, please share it onto your own social media channels so that others can see and hear this episode, which is a very important one. Please hit subscribe or follow. Click on the little bell icon on Spotify and you'll be notified each and every time we upload a new podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. I'm Adrian. That's Katie. We'll catch you on the next one.